0: Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense.
2: And hello there, and welcome to Frankie More. Today I have two wonderful guests for you to meet. One's a dancer, the other's an artist, both authors, and while on the outside, they may seem very different. I believe you will find more than one common denominator, so stay tuned. But first, as you know, today's show is always aligned with the United Nations Global Goals, and today we're going to be looking at life on land. There's a wonderful commercial starring uh, David Suzuki. He is one of the world's foremost environmentalists, a Canadian from Vancouver, who today at 80 years old has not stopped caring or campaigning for life on land. In this commercial, you see him speaking to what looks like a class of eight-year-olds, and he poses this question to them. What does climate change mean? Simply that we're in trouble and not enough adults are listening. And if we don't act now, the damage could be irreversible, he says. And there's a backdrop of the highway traffic with the gridlock and a soon-to-be homeless and a beaver and a caribou. And he says to these kids, who will have to live with the consequences? And he looks at their faces and he says, you, you will have to live. And these kids have their eyebrows raised and crinkle their noses in disbelief. He says, so you're going to have to solve it. And then the tagline says, Let's not leave this for our kids to figure out our today, their tomorrow. So right you are, David. Let us look after our children today. Get involved, folks. We need you to care. We need you to care for more than than just these kids. We need you to care for a whole bunch of tomorrows. Anyway, the Good Radio star of today is Baltimore Ravens offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley. Ronnie and his girlfriend stopped by the Baltimore Animal Rescue and Care Shelter and made a game-winning request. We're looking for a dog that's been here a long time and may may not be so adoptable. Oh, God, I love you, Ronnie. The not-so-adoptable dog was Winter. She's a six-year-old girl who was found in mid-May. She was locked inside a room in an empty home with no food, water, or fresh air. She was dehydrated and extremely frightened, said the Baltimore dog shelter. Winter has a long hanging belly, most likely the result of overbreeding, something that they see far too often at their shelter. And due to her age, her belly is not something that will ever tighten up. Female dogs with such characteristics are often passed by in our shelter, but not by Ronnie. Ronnie's thoughts on her appearance, as he recalled, was, well, that's just what happens when you've had babies. Blessed are you, Ronnie. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Well, up first, you are going to meet... Sherry Breyer. Sherry's passionate about being passionate about inspiring women to reach their highest potential. She's been a successful entrepreneur for 30 years, 20 of which she designed and handcrafted beautiful jewelry. In her desire to inspire and teach women to pursue their own creative paths, she founded and directed Inner Rhythm Movement Arts Institute. She's the author of Doorway to Ecstasy, A Dancer's Initiation, a book about her 30 years teaching, performing, and directing two dance companies. As an anchor for Sybil magazine with a column, Living Your Magnificent Feminine Life, Sherry has continuously inspired women to open new businesses, become professional dancers, and follow their dreams. And today, Sherry has done something absolutely outstanding. She is the founder and director of WomenRockProject.com, the largest online video library of women's wisdom to inspire, educate, and motivate.
3: Welcome, Sherry. Oh, thank you, Frankie. I am so glad to be speaking with you.
2: I am so glad that you're here, and I'm really thrilled, and thank you for, you know, making me a part of your Women Rock project. That was such a thrill to be sitting next to Kate Winslow. I'm like, oh,
3: my God, look who's next to me. <laughs> right. Well, we, well, you're an inspiring woman. Look at what you're doing. Oh,
2: my goodness. Thank you so much. What, you know, what happened? What made you come up with this wonderful, crazy idea?
3: Well, um I, you know, I have been teaching for 30 years and inspiring my students, and uh, I had some physical problems, and I had to give up some of my classes, and I was wondering how I would be able to continue to inspire women to fulfill their potential. Um, this is one of my real things. I am a lover of beauty and a, um, a warrior against wasted potential, so oh, I, like I was praying for something that I could do to continue to inspire uh, women and even more women, and one night I had this vision, and it was just, it came totally uh, complete to me that I would create Women Rock Project, uh, which would be the largest video library uh, of women's wisdom, and I began doing that. So
2: how did you, how did you start doing that? Did you just search the internet? Were there people that you knew about, like, how did you find these people?
3: (laughs) Well, there's certainly. I mean, we certainly hear. Although we hear of a lot of uh, terrible things and a lot of things that people are doing that are not so great, um, I have certainly heard about women who are doing wonderful things and inspiring things. And because I was teaching so much, I was never really able to go out and do all these workshops that other people were doing and join these groups, the women's groups or uh, inspirational or motivational groups. And um, this gave me the. Opportunity opportunity to go into the uh, virtual world, and I explore there. I find women who are doing interesting, exciting, inspiring things, and um, I research them and find videos with them about them, and it's been really very exciting for me, and uh, the response I've gotten is just amazing. People are, both the people who I'm posting are really grateful to be posted, to be on this project. Project, and the people who are watching it are really saying that they have come, been inspired and come to some really new ideas and thoughts and possibilities in their own lives.
2: That's fantastic, and, and because it's 24-7, anywhere you are in the world, at any time of the day in the world, women or anybody really can go there and just be inspired by these stories. I think it's wonderful. And, and you know, I was just looking at a video of Esperanza today, and I thought, wow, look at her. You know, she, she was in high school. She had a baby, and she created, like, this amazing organization worldwide in 30 countries now, and she's so young. Really, anybody and everybody that you have, a, it could be really these- really yes yeah. I mean I
3: have I'm, I'm looking at actually I'm sitting here looking at the front page and I've got everyone from Elizabeth Warren U.S. Senator who's yep. absolutely in the news right now to um, uh, Viv Smith who uh, was a filmmaker for fashion and now she is a an adventure filmmaker with her own studio and she's got um, videos and then there are people like Esperanza um, that's what I love about this site is there are um, people like Esperanza, who I met at the Global Women's Conference, and she—I mean, she's just a young girl with a baby—and she overcame any obstacle to create a life that would be better for herself and her baby. She really
2: did. Now, you say that you like to think big, and I love that because the forward in my uh, book—you know—it was about think big, think small. It's the same amount of energy. So, give us an example of how you thought really big in your life and in your business.
3: Well, I um I knew from an early age uh, I I was just very rebellious as a child and I knew right away that I wasn't going to be able to get a, reg- a regular job <laughs> and, and have somebody telling me what to do. You are And a uh <laughs> right, so I started I started working different things creating my own little jobs from the time I was uh Oh, I think I was 10 or 12. I, I started a little mini, um, child care, a little mini camp, summer camp for kids and on up. And then I graduated from college and I uh, started a jewelry business. I had been, um, I got my degree in art and my specialty was uh, large metal sculpture. So I knew how to weld and I oh, loved that. beautiful things. So I started making jewelry and that became my, uh, living for quite a while with my husband. I taught my husband how to do it. And then, um, we both got into, um, different kinds of different movement forms. He teaches Tai Chi and Qigong. And I am a dancer and was a dancer. And, um, took all kinds of different dance classes and then started teaching and i was teaching all kinds of ethnic classes and i said one day hey you know why don't we why don't we open our own studio and he kind of looked at me very quizzically and said well okay let's do it and we did it and so that was a think big and that's been going on i think we're in our 26th year here in marin county and then, as I said, a few years, a couple couple years ago, I was having some physical problems, and um, is that as a result of all the dancing? Uh, I, you know, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I I, I have always only felt that my wonderful health has been uh, because of the dance and the movement. Mm-hmm. So um, I, you know, it's just I think a chance, some kind of chance thing, and I. Um, I had to stop the, uh, some of my classes. I've still kept my uh, ed- intermediate and advanced classes and my two dance uh, company classes, but uh, had to let go of the others. So I just keep thinking big. What can I do? What can I do that will inspire? What can I? How can I follow my dreams? Um, And I I think that if we know ourselves, that's the key. That's the real key. If you know yourself and know what your talents are and um, say, okay, I'm going to go for this no matter what, um, you think big and it, it all unfolds.
2: Absolutely. For sure, it does, and you know sometimes the universe has a way of stopping you in order to make you sit and think and start the Women Rock project.
3: (laughs) That, that, you know, that that's absolutely true. I don't think I would have taken on this is like a mammoth project, and I am doing it all alone. From you know, doing all the posts. Pardon me. When did you start that? What year? I actually started. I had a vision of this uh, several years ago, and I started with um, uh, another woman was very interested in what I was doing, and we started together. And she, just when it was, just when we were beginning and really going to be able to um, do something with it she got a divorce and she had to go out and work (laughs) you know get a real job job. (laughs) a real (laughs) job and um, so she could not devote her time to this and I put it aside because I didn't think that I could do it alone and you know she was really like the front person in terms of communicating to uh, the public you know she was one of these ladies who could you know talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere, about anything, and I was definitely more the um, behind-the-scenes director type person, so I let it go for about six years, and then when this, um, when I was having these problems and had to um, stop my classes and felt really the lack of being able to be involved with women and inspire them, I picked it up again i you know i was praying what can i do what can sherry, i do we're and gonna
2: I- go to a commercial i'm sorry you stick around everybody don't go anywhere you're gonna hear more from sherry and ken in just a moment no, we'll be right back we're just
0: okay. getting warmed up Frankie Sents and
4: More will be right back after we pay the bills. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn Lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradio network.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality and purpose and the LinkedIn 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 Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
5: Having a tone-tight abdominal area, or better known as a six-pack, is highly desirable to many men and women. Unfortunately, you cannot spot reduce in that area of your body, or in any area for that matter. One exercise myth is that you can do a multitude of crunches to achieve that sculpted look for your abs. While doing crunches is a very good idea and an important element to any exercise routine, it will not give you a six-pack. The reason is that unless you lose weight and keep your body weight low, you will still have a layer of body fat on top of your muscles. Your ab muscles underneath that fat may be toned and sculpted, but the fat that's on top of them is preventing you from seeing that. Include fat-burning cardio exercise in your daily workout along with your crunches. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
2: Okay, and we're back. I am your host, Frankie Picasso. The show is Frankie Sensen-Moore. My guests today are Sherry Breyer and Ken Elliott. Up next, we're going to meet Ken. He is an award-winning, best-selling author of Manifesting, one, two, three, and you don't need the three, who has learned how to create his desires starting on the other side, quote-unquote, and watching those thoughts take form in our physical world. Ken is living a life that many call magical and miraculous, and the ancient secrets of manifesting have been masterfully revealed in this award-winning book book. It, it's a breakthrough book that describes for the very first time uh, the how to create your thoughts, revealing the most ancient secrets about the law of attraction. Ken is also an amazing artist. He, he paints in oil and pastels, and you can go and see those at KenElliot.com. Ken, welcome.
6: Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with both of you.
2: Thank you. You know, you, that is a, it is a great book. And, and I'm going to go back and talk about Sherry's book in just a little moment too because you both have done something very similar in a way. Ken, how did you get started on, on manifesting? Where did you learn how to do this? I mean, a lot of people have been out there talking about it from the secret to, you know, everybody. Uh, yours is a little bit different though. So how did you get started?
6: Well, I had a, uh, an issue. We all have something going on, and I, I couldn't solve it. Uh and i asked uh, a writer in the metaphysical field and i wasn't really deep into this at the time since i tried all these other practical avenues to give me the name of the most accurate psychic in the united states so she said you call judy goodman Mm -hmm. and um so i did and we plugged in we we have uh we've done this before for centuries it was uh, she was expecting my call frankly and uh so she helped me with that, gave me a nice idea of what was going on, gave me some tools, and a and I could put a handle on this uh, thing where I could get it under control um, and solve it. And then something else happened. I started remembering dreams and having some pretty large paranormal experiences. Then I started meeting paranormal authors. Uh, mm-hmm. William Buhlman, who was the foremost Author on out of body experiences. And what was happening during this time is I was. Um, Judy has an amazing array of gifts. I think she's probably the most gifted person, um, possibly in the world. And her first book hasn't been written yet, but it's way beyond anyone you've heard about on Oprah or on the radio, her array of gifts. So one she of the things. very
2: outstanding. Yes.
6: Yeah. One of these things that a, a stranger told me that if yes. I sent Judy something in thought, she would get it. And I said, What do you mean? She said, uh, you send her something and she can, she'll tell you what it was you thought she would send Judy a bouquet of flowers. So mm-hmm. over, I don't know, uh, almost 15 years, I was sending Judy things off and on. And I'd call her up later and she'd tell me the thing I sent. It could be a pen. It could be flowers. It could be a, anything, anything. It could even be a concept. I could send her an emotion. Should we get the emotion. And wow. I just played with that. And. My friend William Buelman, who I met shortly after I met Judy, he, he said something very profound, but I didn't get it. He said on occasion, he goes out of body three or four times a week, uh, sometimes when he's over there, he can see the items on his wish list, because that's what he was doing. People do mm-hmm. wish list vision boards. He could see the items on his wish list arrayed over there, just lined up in various stages of formation. And what what are you saying? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. He said, if if I've had something on the list for a very short time, it looks like a vapor over there. It looks like a puff of smoke. Now, when you're over there, you have a knowing. So you know what that what that is. It's a thought taking form. Mm -hmm. And if it's been on the list for a few weeks or so, it starts to be more 3D, has a blush of color, etc. And on down the line and the things he's been working on for some time, they will become fully formed on the other side fully 3D, full color, and they're going to come over.
2: That's pretty exciting.
6: Well, it's, it's a fundamentally new piece of information. This is why is the sky is blue? Why is the grass green?
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And there, I mean, how many, how many uh, manifesting books are there? Zillions. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no one has ever talked about how thoughts take form. You know, you go up the elevator, you hit the button, the elevator yep. is coming. You go to the light switch, you hit the switch, the light's going to come on because it's hooked up to the power plant.
2: Right. No and we don't often t- think about No, we don't think about that. We just know that it's going to happen. If it doesn't work, then we call the guy who knows how it works.
6: Well, most of us don't give it a thought. Most of yeah. us just give up on this sort of thing. So uh, after doing this for years and just fooling around with it, I finally saw the secret. And I realized, oh, my gosh, these, these people who are really up on this, they don't know how this works they're They're putting out best practices, which I'm all about. I'm always about asking people to just pray or ask or do something you know put right. it out there because I know thought takes form. If you repeat it and you put uh gratitude behind it it's it's overpowering it it's going to happen if you have a worry, that's a thought, and it's loaded with the other. Big energy in the universe. It's either love or fear. So if you have warrior you're going to load it up with fear. It mm-hmm. will make that thing come true. It will It will create that. And my friends, it's not just Judy. I have other people who are so incredibly gifted. They can watch my thoughts take form and even in real time. So That's
2: amazing. This, so let me this, ask you something. This is a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. Let me ask you this. Why? I mean, the the idea of manifesting is very simple. The mm-hmm. idea of it. The practice of it. In in effect is very simple. Yet yes. so many people give up and and fail at what is seemingly so easy to do. Why is that?
6: Uh, a, a lot of what I, I'm kind of the Johnny Appleseed of asking. Uh, yeah, I'll go somewhere. Somebody's behind a counter, drive-through window, and and it just I just get this hit to say. Uh, It's a funny little dialogue, and I'll say, well, this is sort of an odd question, but do you ask for things? And they'll go, well, I'm not sure what you mean. i say, well, do you? And I'll just look up at the sky. Do you ask for things up there? Do you make lists or anything? And 70% of the people pretty much will say no.
7: Mm -hmm.
6: Or they'll say, well, I did before, and something happened, and it scared me. Mm -hmm. Or they just don't. But they'll ask for other people like crazy, but not for themselves. Uh, And one of the big ones is, I'm not worthy. I'm not uh, eligible. Um, you All these things that they do. And I, we have a laugh about it, and I'll give them a book or give them a card or something and tell them to go up and, and listen to these interviews, just like this one, how to do this. And I get a lot of stories back. Um, I should go out the website, www.manifesting123.com. Sign up for the newsletter because people get these books and they send me stories, and I send them out on the newsletter every Friday. And there's over 140 stories in there on every topic you can think of already. So, yeah, I'm trying to get people to ask. You don't have to use the procedures in the book, but I know when people are asking and they do it in a repetitive way, this, these thoughts take form. It's so you a talk about
2: layering thought. a thought. You talk about layering a thought. Can you go mm-hmm. into that?
6: Yeah, if you have an intention, let's say you're doing a vision board. Mm-hmm. Or, or It's a wish list, just a wish list. You make, a, you, you make the commitment to write down the things you desire. And then I'll tell people, why don't we load that thing up a little bit? Why don't you go to another room and get an envelope? In fact, why don't you go somewhere and get special stationery? Get in the car and go get stationery from somewhere else. These are all intentions. And because you're going out of the way to make this list, you're layering these intentions. It's like a ceremony.
2: Does it make it come faster? Well, yeah.
6: It has more power because it, okay. you, you've repeated it right. and you've gone out of your way to make it. And, and, when, and then get in a car and drive 10 miles and mail it to yourself at a faraway post office box. And when it comes in, put a candle on it, touch it, pat it every once in a while. Just acknowledge that it's there. Go through that thing in your mind. All you're doing is repeating an intention and you repeat it. What's happening in the field around you is that that puff of smoke, that vapor is taking form. And it gets more and more solid every time you go back to that intention. And I like to use an example. When I look at the skyline of Manhattan, I know that originally it was all trillions of puffs of smoke.
7: Mm -hmm.
6: Nothing happens without the thought first, unless God did it or it happens naturally. And everything that's ever, ever been invented on this planet was a thought first.
2: Right. But in The Secret, you know, they told people, oh, all you have to do is think that, you know, you want to be rich and you put that down, write it, write it in a, in a journal or something and you're going to get and it's going to happen. And it didn't happen for them. So yeah. what was the steps that they missed?
6: It trips people up. Well, first of all, they don't know how it works. Right. So they're going on best practices, it, big assumptions. I'm not criticizing this because no. that's, that's the best we've had. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do this until I saw The Secret and said, oh, my God, I can turn this on myself. Mm -hmm. I can create things for me. You know, Judy and William were very special people. Of course, they can do this, but I never thought that I could do it myself, even after I'd sent many, many things to Judy and had 100% success rate. Mm -hmm. Everything I sent materialized. So I don't blame them for giving up if they don't get some kind of response off of this. But now that you know that you're gradually building this, you know, every day you just put another brick over there, another brick, and pretty soon you have a home. Mm -hmm. You're building things. So uh, I can't blame it all for giving up. But once you know that the light (laughs) switch is hooked up to the power plant, you don't have to petition the light switch. You you just repeat this thought. It is building. You can count on it. So you don't
2: have to be super specific, do you?
6: um, You can be very specific, but your thoughts are extremely literal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been to the other side, and I've asked for things that happen instantly. You want an ice cream cone over there? Boom. You have an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. You want to be in Antarctica with an ice cream cone. Boom. Over there you're in Antarctica with an ice cream cone, which is kind of unnecessary, but um But well,
2: let's say you don't know what you want, but you know you want something better.
6: Uh something better. Well, well a lot it, of people, yeah, you know, a lot it, of people's no, first no, no question is
2: what's that. my purpose? What's my yeah. purpose? They don't know, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. And and I was with Sherry. Um yeah, I, I recommend to people that they ask to do what they're here to do—the thing mm-hmm. that fills their cup.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: That sort of thing. That's and, good. And I've also learned that every skill we've ever had will get will be used. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. Um, but people who don't quite know what they desire, well, they're they're just in traffic with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. They're in a sea of other people's intentions. Everybody knows where they 're going, except the person doesn 't know what it is they desire so i would I would ask them to make that list even if it seems outrageous and and go back to that and i won 't go into all the techniques here because we 're living on time, but it is extremely simple it 's in the books it 's in the other radio interviews, you know, I give it all away. I'm not here trying to. Yeah.
2: No, we're we not trying to do it, but it we are down. going to go to commercial very shortly. Yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit about it because I, I think it's important that people understand, you know, where they went wrong. Um, is it in the gratitude? Is it in, in not thinking enough about it? Is it in, in canceling it out somehow with other negative thoughts? You know, there's all kinds of reasons why why things aren't manifested possibly. And And so we want to make it easy. The one, two, yeah. and three. of of manifesting Karina how how long before break please 30 seconds okay so when we come back I I do want to talk more with Ken about manifesting and also with Sherry because what I said at the very Uh beginning is that there was a lot in common it's more than that they're both just artists they've both been to the other side too so let's talk about that as soon as we get back don't go anywhere go have a bio break if you need to but come right back because we're going to be talking about lots of good stuff
0: Frankie scents and more will be right back after we
4: pay the bills. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn Lady with the LinkedIn Lady show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradio network.com. The LinkedIn Lady show is designed to inform, inspire and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality and purpose and the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady show with carol mcmanus on all network.com it's the fitness minute with fitness expert annette hammond
5: is it better to work out by yourself or to exercise with a workout partner it really depends on your personal preference and what your workout personality is fitness magazine pulled its readers and found that 74 percent like to exercise alone they prefer to work out with zero distractions liked group exercise classes where they could be social butterflies. And then there were 12% who enjoyed exercising with a gym buddy, just one person that they worked out with. Personally, I like to work out solo when I'm doing my weight workout each day. I like to concentrate on my form, and I enjoy the alone time. But when it comes to cardio work, I prefer to work out with someone else. Engaging in a good conversation really makes the time go by faster for me. Find out your workout personality and what works best for you. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Frankie Sense and more. Of my guests are Sherry Breyer and Ken Elliott. And I'm going to bring both of them on together now because I want to say that we have two artists Two creators and two spiritualists, and is is quite something. And maybe there's three here. I don't know. But <laughs> listen, you guys. <laughs> I you know, think
6: Cher is my long lost twin sister.
2: I think she might be. I think. Yeah. She might well. be. <laughs> Sherry, in in your book, when you doorway to ecstasy, dancers initiation, you know it was it was a dancing, you know, learning to dance, but it was very spiritual and took you back through lifetimes. It took you, you know, to the other side. Like, tell us a little bit about that, so Ken gets a sense of of
3: of sure, sure. Um, Well, I was again. This was, um, you know, these these. We shy away from um, the problems that we have. We don't want to look at them. And again, this was um, uh, difficulties that I was having like 30 years ago, a long time ago, um, As just as Women Mock Project was created from um, a difficulty. Uh, my whole dance um, career was created from being a young woman who was confused and Unhappy, and I uh, went. I started taking belly dance classes, and my teacher um, was, you know, her, her group classes were belly dance, but then I started taking private classes with her, and she started to reveal to me what she uh, was really teaching, what was behind what she was really teaching, and what it is is that what we call belly dance today. Is the origin is ancient Egyptian temple dance, and the temple dance was used in the temples of Egypt, and it was used to uh, raise the consciousness of the initiates. And she started to um, instruct me in the um, uh, the lessons that were uh, that well that she was giving, and that uh, would eventually bring me out of my problems and bring me into a higher state of consciousness. So that's how I um I came to this. I it was I had very many unusual experiences like Ken was saying out of body experiences, um time traveling, um uh past life experiences, but those phenomena are not the important things. The important things are the lessons that I got from them. And I think that um one of the things I wanted to comment on what Ken was talking about what you two were talking about about why these manifesting ideas don't happen and why people lose interest and I think that there is a pattern and a rhythm uh, in the universe and that for each of us and if we are not in rhythm uh, my dance studio is called inner rhythm mm-hmm. if we are not in rhythm and going in the right direction we are going to be stopped and I think that the problem is that people do not, the very first um, law of the universe is thought as creative, as Ken was mm-hmm. saying, and that energy follows that thought and then starts to be manifest. And if you, if your thoughts are not in line with both the universe and who you really are, they are not going to manifest. And so I think that the m- number one, um, actually the number one precept of the ancient mystery schools is uh, know yourself. And I think that's the problem. How do, And then how do we come to know ourselves? Well, it's not that esoteric, really. You have to think back. What do I love to do? What do people compliment me about still? What work would I do even if I didn't get paid for it? And what were my childhood dreams? And I think that we were born knowing our past, but we've been talked out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that we're socialized is what happens and that's right, why we forget. Right, we're
3: socialized and you know, our parents and the uh the rest of society wants us to be a certain way and not rock the boat. So we do not know what we really want to manifest. And so when we do come to that then we can move on.
2: What do you think, Ken? Ken, you said in your book it doesn't matter if you're if you're criminal or not <laughs> the law is the law. Like like gravity you're gonna fall and what do, you, what do you say to what Sherry had to say?
6: Yeah, well, I, I agree with what Sherry's saying. It, 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 an analogy I use if you're 14 years old and you want to manifest a red Maserati, mm-hmm. it, um, it, it can happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: But there's the equivalent of things. And, and I'll backtrack just a little bit. People, you get a little kitty car or something? <laughs> well, you know, people that, that don't quite know what it is they desire and, and they want happiness.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
6: that is a thought and your thoughts can manifest manifest cars or or concepts like happiness. So they may find that among the list of things that they're going after, you know they want this 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 and this and that's going to bring them happiness. We know better, but uh, you know that's helpful. It gets you there in some way. So they find out that well they're not quite so happy. Maybe all those things didn't happen. But if they really look at it, um, the bar did go up. They are happier somehow some way, it might be the equivalent of happiness, it might be the equivalent of money, it might be the equivalent of the perfect partner, and and going back to the Maserati, this 14-year-old who wants this Maserati, and that's all they think about, uh, what can happen is they do get the Maserati. Uh, Dad gives them a video of a Maserati, or they get a model, or they get a poster, mm-hmm. but they get the equivalent of that thing, but they're not going to get the keys to that Maserati yet. <laughs> But Maserati, they will have as an equivalent form.
2: There's a story in your book, Ken, uh, extraordinary story, really. You were at a restaurant, and there was a waitress that overheard you guys talking about manifesting. And she said that she had manifested an accident for herself. And you asked her why, and she said because her friend had been in a car accident, and she had got a good settlement of money. So Mm -hmm. she actually had manifested an accident for herself where she was walking and got hit by a car. Didn't get hit bad enough to, to get the money, but she got hit. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah.
6: That was a shocker. That closed out the book. I was talking with someone about the book, and he said, oh, well, do you remember the waitress here that we talked to a couple months ago? And I said, what? He had to remind me. And that was one of those things where I just got the hit to, to talk to a stranger, and I told my friend, here's how it's going to play out, one way or the other. And uh, I said, you ask for things. She says, I don't, but I did ask for one thing. And I went, well, there's an unusual answer. She said, I asked to be hit by a car. And I said, <laughs> And, oh, and, crazy. and that was the most outrageous story. It closed out the book. Um, yeah, you can ask and, and make, create anything. And what I really like about what Sherry's doing is she got this uh, fully loaded idea and took action on it. And ideas do come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, internally, higher self, God Almighty, I don't know, the elves in the forest, or just out of the clear blue sky. But she took this thing this incredibly empowering idea, and she magnified it. And here's a little secret. If you ask for something to be magnified, it will be magnified. If you're asked, if you're putting out a prayer and you ask for it to be magnified, it will be magnified. I can't tell you to what extent, if it's sevenfold or doubled or millionfold, but your thoughts will literally create what you speak to, what you think of. Right. And, and she has this sight now, you know, where she's uh, empowering women. Uh, what's the name of that site again, Sherry?
3: WomenRockProject.com.
6: Yeah, well, they more than rock. It's just like getting hit <laughs> over the head looking through this. I mean, there's some very powerful people in here, names and so called non names, and, and they're all out there magnifying this singular idea. Of, you know, of creation and and to using our potential. I love what you said. You hate wasted potential.
3: I love that, uh, yeah. Absolutely, right.
6: And, and I think
3: empower- I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no,
6: no, empowerment. I'm crazy about that. By the way, Esperanza means hope, by the way. Yes.
3: Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think that, um, yeah, this, uh, this whole thing about intention, you know, if you do know yourself um, and you're in line with your soul, which has power and great power and energy and your soul is aligned with the universe then um you set an intention if you set an intention then um i think what's wonderful about all these women is that they had a vision of how they could change the world not just for themselves but how they could change the world and i think that opens the door for uh you to just be pushed right through uh and these women just tell how they overcame you know they did they had a vision they uh began they committed to it they had an intention and they um overcame whatever obstacle was put in front of them and that's the way things get manifest Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's the biggest thing
2: you manifested either of you
3: Mm. (laughs) hmm I think. Well, I don't think. I know. I know. I manifested um, my relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. I finally, I finally got so tired of the whole thing. I said, "God, if you're there, send me anybody. I'll love him." And oh. I, I got the right guy for you know well over thirty years. Oh, <laughs> good for you! You got to
6: break. I know people who have done that, and they just got anybody. Yeah, <laughs>
7: it, it's yeah, ask for anybody.
3: They got exactly what they asked for. They didn't specify. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, they I had, know. I had, you know, I, I knew, I knew what I would. Have, no, well, actually, I said, it, I'll, I'll, love him, whoever he is, and I think they just gave me the right one. <laughs> Good.
6: Good. I'm glad to hear
3: that. <laughs> huh.
7: I
2: wanted to log home. I wanted to log home, but I wasn't. I didn't. I couldn't move away to areas like Vancouver or Oregon or wherever where they're pretty popular. So I'm in the middle of Ontario and I put I put this home on my screensaver and I looked at it every day and said, Oh, I can't wait till you know I'm living inside you. And it probably was eight or nine months later that I found the house for sale in the real estate. It looked almost exactly like what was on my screensaver.
6: Oh my god. Wow. And, we, and we bought it. Yeah. That's fabulous.
3: Yeah. And, it was yeah, really cool. and you, Ken? Well, um, even
6: before I knew about manifesting, this idea came to my head. And I remember standing out under the stars. And, and I was just sort of getting into this metaphysical stuff. And I'd met Judy, and, and stories were coming. And I, I just kind of had this urge to go out under the stars and ask for this. And I just went to the top, to, to God. And I, and I said, bring me the truth. Just bring me the truth. And I'll wrap it around the world millions and millions of times. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't even know what I was asking for. Frankly. Wow. And um, so within a few weeks, Judy Goodman called me and she said, I want you to know that you're going to start putting people on the radio. And I said, well, I don't know anything about the radio. What are you talking about? And it, it began to happen. And I, I'd hear somebody on a show. I'm not out out there trying to make it happen. But William Buellman, he was on Coast to Coast, our mm-hmm. bell show. And I sent him an email. Uh, nothing special in the header. And he. They, when I woke up, there was something waiting for me. He said, I got 2,000 emails last night. Who are you? Here's my number. And and I, I tell you, I didn't do anything profound, but we became very close friends. I started putting him on the radio, other people, uh, a lot of them on Coast to Coast, which at the time had a 15 million person rated audience. So I calculated one day that I probably touched, oh seventy 70 to 100 million people through these archives and getting people on different radio wow. shows and they're still out there. And I did this in my jamies.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. That's the beauty of radio.
6: <laughs> well, we're
2: going to go commercial yes, for, in just a moment, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about manifesting and more about women rock project and all the other great things in the world. Take care. Don't go anywhere. We're coming. right back.
0: warmed up. Frankie sense and more. We'll be right back after we pay the bills. Order.
1: Last night my husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women according to the article men get single tuss or hiccups more often than women everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men i'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating which means right now there are 28 things that i'm putting off until later What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunt-taker. Women blink nearly twice as much as men, and while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says "what," she heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's words words. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is TokiNet Radio.
4: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
5: To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating, and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap one hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters Boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at annettehammond.com.
2: And we're back. It's Frankie sent some more. Okay, you guys want to hear something really astounding? Ken, in your book, I want you to tell the story. There's a story about a couple that were about to lose their mortgage to their house. Both of them worked, um, had, were self-employed, and business was really bad. And they, I guess they came to you as a last-ditch effort, what can I do to keep my house? Because now they're like two months behind on their mortgage payments.
6: Yes, they'd heard me talking about the book before it was written. And um, they called and said we want to we want to go through this manifesting thing with you again. I said, uh, well, okay. When do you want to do it? She, they said now. We're coming over now. We're about to lose our house. We can't make next month's payment. So they have with a big bank. Everybody knows the name of the bank. And I told them to, uh, basically to imagine you're in your future. You're in this. You're on a couch in your perfect house in the future, and you don't have to worry about mortgage payments. It's covered. Now it could be the equivalent of somehow this gets covered, it could be the equivalent of money, it could be money-money, I don't know, but in your future, this mortgage is not a concern. You can handle it, if if you even have one. And so that's what they started to do. Now that's an unfair advantage, I like to jokingly say, because we have two people on the same thing, Mm -hmm. who live together, so that's like double the juice. So they did that, and um, about six weeks later, I heard from a friend who called and said, I want you to call this couple. I can't tell you what it's about. It's financial, so it's personal. But give them a call because they mentioned your name. And I called them back. Long story short here. Um, they, uh, they went to the bank and said, we can't make next month's payment. And we don't want to lose a house. We have two young kids and yada, yada, yada. This is a, uh, I think it was a $450,000 house, something in that range. And uh, the bank said, well, we sold that mortgage, Call this 800 number. So they did. And guess what? That company no longer existed. <laughs> <laughs> so so they don't know what to do, but there's nobody to send money to, which they don't have enough to make the full payment anyway. So as it would go – and by the way, they are all about manifesting this solution in their future because things seem to be happening that are impossible.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Impossible. So they're all over this. They do it once a day. It's all you need to do. Just put another brick on the other side. You know, Just build this thing. And, and use your gratefulness. And uh, uh, so they, as it would turn out, a couple of weeks later, they met somebody at some gathering or party. And this guy is a investigator for a group of attorneys who represent clients who are having trouble with the mortgage companies. This is during this big crash. I mean, have you ever met one of these guys, an investigator for mortgage companies? No. No. Uh, only no other one person has ever met a person like that. So this guy said, oh, interesting Say, give me your info. I'll check this out for free. I'm very curious about this. So he did. He got back to them uh, within a couple of weeks. And he said, well, guess what? Your Maurice has been sold to at least five other companies. And the people who own the paperwork now, they're in Europe. And are you sitting down? They can't find your paperwork.
7: <laughs>
6: so they had a hearing in a local county here, uh, a representative from this company, in you presented a spreadsheet with their name on it, an Excel spreadsheet. And uh, my friends had their paperwork with the mortgage and all this. At least it went to the forest of the big bank. And the judge threw the case out because he said, you have no standing here. My four-year-old can put their name on a spreadsheet. This proves nothing. So this went on for two more years. The lawyer, the, the, this investigator said, do not uh, make any payments. They now have legal representation. So they're not making payments, but they're saving the money. Business is back up. So they got this little cash pile over here. And finally, they thought about this. I've so been think about it every day, many times a day for years now. They decided, they know the mortgage company. There's been a little back and forth, still no paperwork. And they said, you know, um, I think the best thing for us to do as a couple is, yeah, we need to pay for this house. But let's do it on terms that work for us. And uh, so he called me. and said, well, let's, let's, let's go to lunch. I want to hear this whole thing. And the bottom line, was the mortgage company got back to them, and they said, well, essentially, what do you want? And they told them they wanted a, you know, a really good loan, no money down, and they continue to make payments at a much reduced rate. Mortgage company came back and said, OK, you're at 2%, no money down, 30 year are fixed, at, at, at some kind of number that was a piece of cake for them. And remember, sure. they had all this money saved up. And by the way, that money that they saved up is real money, and it, it got interest at a very low rate. Now, on the opposite side of that coin, had they been paying that mortgage in, a tiny amount of that money would have gone to principal. Sure. And the rest sure. of it would have gone out to interest. So they made money like crazy.
2: It's amazing the way the universe works. It is. Just you can't crazy. make this stuff up. No, that's a crazy story. But I wonder, like, you would have been thinking, "Wow, where did my money go for all this time? To who and to what? And maybe they should have got that back. That's
3: yeah. crazy. Mm.
2: Uh, I like that. Interesting. Story. That should just happen. Yeah, to that's all pretty us. much impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, just and lose going my back mortgage. to wait. Please lose my mortgage.
3: Yeah, no. no, well, you know, it seems to work that way with, I mean, like all these women on my site can, had problems most of them mm-hmm. and came to a new direction because of that and they had their vision and they worked on it and you know I that's what I'm so thrilled about because women can come women and girls can come anytime from anywhere in the world and uh, get support and encouragement to create their own vision yes. and uh, really believe because they can see it they see women talking to them right in front of them that they can they can do it you know if you no, Create a vision.
2: I, I, I think it happens. I think what happens is, and more often than not, I see it that there's a crisis, and the crisis is is kind of what I say cracks our that eggshell of, mm. of socialization, and once that's cracked, then they become their true self and are sent about on their mission to do what they were came here to do. So I well, think that, that is almost the impetus for you know the jump-off point. Happened
3: to me. Right. It happened it's the hero's so journey. People. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, it's know, basically, if, I mean that's that's described in the hero's journey. So yeah. yes, we but shouldn't we hard. shouldn't shy away from our difficulties. We need to look no. at them. We need to turn around and look them in the face. Mm-hmm.
6: In business, you'll see it uh, in, in virtually every case. If you get into the CEO. They'll say, we we learned a lot from our mistakes. Some of our best things came from our mistakes. Yeah. Some of the best things we did, look at Facebook. Facebook is not the Facebook they invented. Facebook is what their customers said they wanted.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: And they listened to that. And uh, knowing who you are, um, you know, if you find that you have woken up in the dumpster, you know, it doesn't get any lower than that. And you have nothing but options from there because you can't get any lower. And, uh and you're all that's left if you're on your own at the bottom like that. So you you may not know yourself, but you know you have to make a move. Something has to happen. You can't get any lower. Right, and, right. And these are all opportunities. These are all opportunities. That's so true. We may not look at it through our tears. Yeah. But in a rearview mirror we see that was that was the instigator. That was the catalyst.
3: It's interesting that you mentioned that.
2: Do you have a favorite me? woman on your site? Well, I yeah, they're, they're all so ama-
3: they're all amazing, but it was interesting that Ken just uh mentioned Facebook because I'm sitting here looking I had posted last week, Sheryl Sandberg, who's the chief operating officer of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And yep. she tells about in her in the video, she tells about the difficulties that she had as a woman in the tech sector and um, finally realizing the things that she needed to do to um, to get where she wanted to go, and she ended up writing this book, Lean In, Women Work and the Will to Lead, and now she's ranked one of Fortune 500's 50 Most Powerful Women in Business and one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World. So you can really, you know, when you identify (laughs) what what the problem is and you decide to go for it, whatever it is, then you can go anywhere. (laughs)
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely Let, Let's ask Karina uh, Karina's our producer, she's young She's trying to get someplace she's, she's in a band, I think Karina, what is it that you want most? Love? Music? What um, do you want most? I guess love Love would be the answer to that You're still, you're still looking for love? Um, no, well actually not really I'm actually talking to somebody right now So who knows what that may involve You know, evolve into so. Have you ever tried manifesting?
5: Um, I, yes, I actually have, um, like I wrote down in a little personal journal, um, basically the details and descriptions
0: of the guy that I would like. (laughs) And then, um, and I got, um, a guy that wasn't the best, but was like in my description
2: that I wrote down. So I crossed out some things that probably didn't really matter. And then voila. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that was very interesting.
6: That's a common story.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> well, go to the Women Rock Project and and have a look at some of those inspiring women and see that. Uh, let us know if anybody got your juices flowing. Yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hilarious. You,
6: you know, as an artist, I teach I, I classes and and we revere certain people, Monet, for example, and, mm-hmm. and we'll go along and and uh, you know things seem hard for us, but. To, but I know that after you do, a great artist said, you do 300 canvases, you start to get the hang of this, and and I get to tell you know Monet was just a guy, he was just a person,
7: mm-hmm.
6: you know the the head of this or that company that's just that's just a person,
7: mm-hmm.
6: you're just a person too. You all have you on equal ground with this, but there is a huge advantage if you know where you want to go, and if you're manifesting this on a daily basis in this very simple way to do it. And and taking actions on your fear, that's a whole other thing we don't have time for. But if you're covering those things, you're going to get results because it's like gravity. Gravity is a natural law, and it, it just pulls things to the ground. And gravity doesn't stop and say, wait a minute, we can't do that. You're going to do bad things with gravity. Gravity doesn't judge. And your thoughts are a natural law, and they just make things, so-called good things, so-called bad things. So hit the switch. Just hit the switch. Really?
3: <laughs> You asked who who my favorite person was. I mean, they're all amazing. And I'm just thinking about this one woman I posted uh, last week. Uh, Her name's Vivian uh, Smith, and she is a filmmaker, explorer, and artist. And I want to be her. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. <laughs> she's just—I mean, she's up there. She's she has an all-men crew. Um, they go up into the Himalayas, into really um, outback places, and film. And she's got this great film, the uh, whole film company, and um, you can look at her videos on on YouTube. And she's she's just living the kind of life. That's that's my other that's my alter ego is a um, an explorer, an adventurer.
2: Well, let me just say, uh, Sherry Breyer, thank you so much for being my guest. Go to www.womenrockproject.com. Ken Elliott, thank you. Go to manifesting123.com, and (laughs) and just could be blown away by both of these individuals. It's so great.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. I loved having both of you. Thanks.
6: Wonderful to meet you you
2: both. Yeah, you too.
6: Same as the inspiration. That was,
2: Karina, that was Karina that called you deer in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. production.